0: For all that is happening here, and there's just so much anticipation for what is next and what's in front of us. And whether or not you've been here a long time or whether you have been here a short time, I want us, in the last few minutes that we have together, I want to remind every one of us uh, to continue to answer maybe the most important question that Jesus ever asked that it's the reason that we're here, it's the reason that we exist. And Jesus asked a lot of questions throughout his time of ministry. But I believe that there's one that stands out because it's relevant to every single human being, to every live on planet Earth. And we pick up this story in Matthew 16, verse 13. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Like Jesus had just come to this area and he's asking his disciples, what's the pulse of the people in the area when they, when they hear my name and they know I'm coming who do they think I am? And they replied, they said, some said, say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asks. Who do you say I am? And this has been the question that every single person has, have had, has have had to answer since that time. Who do you say I am? And if I were to ask you this morning, who do you say that Jesus is? Because that right there is a life-defining question. And this story, as I said, took place in Caesarea Philippi, located in Israel. And I was there this summer, and I want to show you a picture of this massive rock face where many believe that Jesus was when he had this conversation with his followers. And it's just this massive rock face And it goes deep, and I got another one here that I want to show you. I mean, just, it's huge. And they believe this very well could be the spot that Jesus was at when he asked his followers this question. And Simon Peter answered his question. He said, well, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, well, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And as I was standing there this summer, and as our guide was telling us a story and brought up this passage of scripture, my heart was immediately gripped. And I was overwhelmed with emotion to realize that I'm standing maybe in the very spot that Jesus began this movement we now call the church. You see, this church in the Greek, the word is petra, which means bedrock. Jesus was saying, this is an example of the bedrock. I want you to look at this picture again. He says, this bedrock, look at this. I want you to know that I am going to be like this, and I am going to be the one that this whole movement will be built upon. But here's what also was so fascinating, that inside of that hole right there is where a temple was that was dedicated to devil worship. And as you look at this next picture, you can see that there's many of us kind of gathered around, and you see even in the rock face, there's little holes. You can see almost like little picture windows. And there they would put their idols to their gods. And here Jesus stands, and here's another picture of what it could have looked like back in this time. You see this enormous rock face and artists, historians have rendered what these temples to these gods would have looked like for devil worship. And in the middle of all of this, Jesus says something so profound that on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell that's all around us as we stand right here, it will not prevail. It will not prevail. In the gates of Hades, it just means everything that stands against Jesus and his movement, that nothing will prevail against it. And at the end of time, Jesus wins. And after Jesus says all of this to his followers who are there with them on this day, he says something extraordinary that has rippled through 2,000 years and impacts you and I today. He made this statement about the church that he's building. In verse 19, he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is so profound and extraordinary. Jesus says, I am giving you the keys to the kingdom. In other words, I'm handing this baton off to you to build this movement so that people could hear about me. I'll never forget when I was in college and I was working at a market research firm, and I got promoted to supervisor, and I remember the day that they gave me the keys to the office. And for a split second, I was elated. I was like, Haha, I have power. I am a supervisor. And then in the next breath, I thought of Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility, right? great responsibility, and that also overwhelmed me to realize, wow, I've got responsibility with these keys, and in the exact same way, Jesus wasn't a one-man show when he said, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it, and it begins now, but here's the deal, guys, I am handing the keys to all of this to you. Here you go. Let's build this together. So here's a great question as we move into this next year. A question that I have for you is, will you use the key that God has given you to build his kingdom? Will you take on the responsibility? And with that key, will you help unlock the promises of God for people that don't yet know him? People who are facing hopelessness. That God would say, I'm giving you a promise of hope. Those that feel helpless, God says, hey, I'm going to be your help. I'm promising to be your help. Those that feel like they can't be forgiven, Jesus says, listen, I will forgive you no matter what. I mean, the promises that we get to unlock, it all begins next week. Next week, we're going to open up our doors as we invite scores and scores of people to come and begin their own faith journey will every one of us play a part in unlocking the promises of God in their life? Because whether you realize it or not, you are a part of this movement. The moment you made Jesus Christ the leader of your life, your Savior, your Lord, he handed you keys to this thing. He said, come on, the responsibility is yours now. And while none of us were on that rock face 2,000 years ago, I believe that if Jesus was there today and we were all there today, he would say the same thing that on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail. And I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. I'm giving you the responsibility to live this mandate out. So, my question for you will you re up on this mission? Will you say, God, you can trust me with the keys to the kingdom. I'm gonna give well, I'm gonna serve well, I'm gonna love well. And we're gonna do it all for you. Or maybe you're here today, and when I ask you that question, who do you think Jesus is? Who would you say he is? Maybe you haven't wrestled that to the ground. But I can promise you that that will be The biggest question in life you will ever have to answer. Nothing else even comes close. Because if Jesus is who he claimed to be, a man who predicted his own death and resurrection, and as you've heard us say, anybody that can predict their own death and resurrection, we just kind of go with what they say, right? For a man that can do that, he's worth following. And our life changes because of it.